0: Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. It's Rams week, and we all know what that means. Uh, One of the great 49ers rivals, the L.A. Rams, who at one point moved to St. Louis, won a Super Bowl, came back to Los Angeles, won another Super Bowl. And that's one of the reasons why we hate them, because they knocked the 49ers out of the playoffs just a couple of years ago. I'm joined by a 49 or Rams content creator. I'm used to saying 49ers content creator, but one of the uh, Rams content creators, Brian Giovano. Brian, what's up? What's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, looking forward to this game. Just happy that the season's begun, and uh, excited to see what uh, what happens. You know, for not just for the 49ers, but just in general, league-wide, NFC West-wise. You know, it's going to be a fun year. Um, You guys had a big win last week.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I think everybody was expecting us to be, like, tanking for Caleb or something, but (laughs) I never quite felt that way, personally. Yeah,
0: please don't. Uh, I don't want to see him in the NFC West. I'm hoping that the Cardinals don't end up with him because – that kid's really good. I'm I'm an Oklahoma fan, so I got to watch him play as a freshman, and then uh, the coach left, and he followed, and so so now I'm kind of bitter, but uh, but he still is is a special talent. Well, let's jump in and uh, and talk 49ers Rams uh, before last Sunday. I know that you mentioned that people expected the Rams to to not be that good this year. Before last Sunday, what were your expectations, especially without Cooper Cup for at least four games?
1: I mean, the Cooper Cup thing hurt, obviously. Um, You know, he's a big time target, a big time playmaker. But um, really, you know, without Cooper Cup in general, I thought the offense was going to be much improved compared to last year. I thought the offensive line was pieced together a little bit better than last year, and I think that was a you know main caveat. Of what started the issues last year? Um, Matthew Stafford coming back a hell of a lot more healthy than he was last year. Mm-hmm. His elbow feeling good. He's coming back rejuiced. You know, ready to go out there and prove some things. So I thought offensively we would be pretty good and put up some points. The defense was kind of where I kind of threw my hands up and said, well, it could be good. It could be bad. It could be ugly. Could be Especially
0: ugly. when you when you lose a, a great corner like what you lost this year. That that uh, seemed to be uh, an area that the Rams might have trouble with. Uh, but I saw that uh, that Akello Witherspoon is there, and, of course, he yep. played for the 49ers. Uh, did he get hurt on Sunday?
1: Uh, he took a cheap shot from DK Metcalf. Um mm.
0: That's I think not surprised. He's gonna
1: be all right. I haven't looked at the uh injury report yet, but I think he got like a bruised rib or something. DK came from behind and just smashed him.
0: Yeah, those Seattle yeah. guys are cheap. <laughs> 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 yeah, i I bet I bet he's gonna play because he's gonna want to play and he's gonna want to show up against his former team. I'm guessing, oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. especially. Because when he was last with the 49ers, he actually got benched. He, uh, he was, in, in 2019, he was the starter for much of the season. Actually had a pick six in the first game of the season, I uh, believe, against the Bucks. And then as the season went on, he wasn't performing as well. And, and um, then Emmanuel Mosley replaced him. So I'm sure he'd love to stick it to the 49ers. But uh, let me ask you, back on the offense... Yep. The Rams had two receivers go over 100 yards on Sunday. Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, both had 119 yards receiving. Nakua, this is this was crazy to me. He had 10 catches, 15 targets. Does Matthew Stafford trust him that much, or or is he running plays that uh, that maybe Cooper Cup would have been running? Like, what?
1: How did that come about? I mean, I definitely think he's kind of, you know, in that same kind of mold as the Cooper Cup. Um, if you look at Puka in college, you know, he was big-time uh, carrier of that offense. I think, what was it, Reed was his quarterback. I think I saw some stats where in games where Puka played and where he wasn't injured, that's where the majority of Reed's 300-yard passing games came from so you know the kid can play i think the the issue with him was if he could stay healthy or not because mm-hmm. he's had some injury troubles but i watched him in training camp um i've followed him for a while and there was no doubt in my mind that he could go out there and go create it was just more of a when was he going to get the opportunity because i know mcveigh doesn't necessarily like to throw the young guys out there to the fire right away sure so I think Cooper Cup going down actually kind of was a blessing in disguise because now you see what you have with Puka. Uh, Tutu, you know, I don't think a lot of people saw him coming, but, I mean, the kid's fast. He's lightning fast. So if he gets a, a release from the line, I mean, good luck staying with him. So that that's why he's getting open. Uh, you throw the two of those together. Um, Van Jefferson had a tough day, obviously, uh, dropped a wide-open pass that could have been a touchdown, but – you throw those guys in and then you get cooper Cup back hopefully week five i don't know we not really sure what's going on with that uh hamstring but um i think matthew stafford made a connection with puka in general very early in camp like going back to otas and you know matthew stafford when he makes a connection with the wide receiver we've seen it with cup we've seen it with megatron he you know mm-hmm. he will go to those guys if he trusts them.
0: yeah and then uh, Higby had a pretty good game. I think I saw three catches for like 49 yards or something like that. So the Rams still have some weapons on right. offense. Um, right. Right. Uh, Stafford has some guys that he can toss it to. And, and so for those that are saying this is going to be a blowout, it's not even going to be close, I'm not one of those because I think that McVay is really creative. Uh, he's a really good coach. He's got a great quarterback and that quarterback still has some weapons. So I, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not one of those that's, that's going to say this isn't going to be close. So let me ask you this, were the Seahawks really that bad or are the Rams better than everybody expected that they were going to be?
1: That's a tough question. You know, I, the one big concern I saw with the Rams was probably stopping the run. And, you know, early in the game, they ran the ball a little bit. They weren't, you know, running down the throat or anything, but they were getting some success on the ground. I actually was not as concerned about the secondary as most people were. I mm-hmm. thought we had some good young corners, and along with Witherspoon, who's going to step in. Um And, you know, they were moving the ball on us in the first half. They got 13 points. I mean, it wasn't like they weren't moving the ball. But then that second half happened, man, and we just clamped. I mean, going into the last play of the game, we gave up three total yards of offense. Wow. Um, So I think maybe it's a little bit of both. I think I already kind of have this feeling that Gino wasn't who we thought he was. Um, You know, he's going to have that regression. You kind of saw it towards the end of last season. So. Mm -hmm you know, you get a little bit of pressure in Gino's face and he folds. Yeah. So I I could see it being Seahawks, not as good and the Rams being a lot better than people thought. Okay. Well, combination. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of good, Aaron Donald is really good and he's been really (laughs) good for a long time. He's going to be in the hall of fame. He's talked about retiring. How much longer do you think he's going to play?
1: that's a great question um you 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 see where he thinks about retiring two years ago after the Super Bowl you see where this offseason he thinks about retiring I never thought for a second he was going to retire this offseason I thought you know he would not want to go out that way he wouldn't want to leave due to injury wouldn't want to leave when the team was bad so You know, I, I really see a two to three year window, to be honest with you. And I, I could say the same thing about coach McVay. I could say the same thing about Cooper cup. I could say the same thing about Matthew Stafford. I think they really got this core of guys that are you know towards the twilight of their career that I think are really going to give it a go two to three more years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, they definitely a couple of years ago really put it together and, um, won the whole thing came back last season and it's hard to repeat, uh, in the NFL. And it's hard to come back and, you know, what, which makes what the chiefs have done even more impressive because they've been able to stay right up there. Um, what is your biggest concern when it, when it comes to facing the 49ers as a Rams fan, what is your biggest concern?
1: Um, I think it goes back to what my concern with the Seahawks was. I think that stopping the run, um, I think our D line isn't as big as in past years. I think we have some very young outside linebackers. And uh, if we don't set the edge against them, you guys are going to run on us all day long. So I think my biggest concern is setting the edge, to be honest with you.
0: And this, uh, I think I, I saw today, I knew that, that the Rams had not yet faced Brock Purdy, but I saw today that this will be the first time that the Rams will face the 49ers when they have Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in the same lineup. Uh, Because last year when they faced Debo, McCaffrey wasn't on the team yet. He was still in Carolina. And when they faced McCaffrey, Debo was out that game. So uh, this uh, this is going to be the first time that they've, Played the 49ers with those two guys, and they're so interchangeable. You know, Debo will right. be in the backfield, and McCaffrey will line up uh, in the slot or wide or whatever, and, and and then maybe they'll switch it up. So, what do you think about facing those two? And, and then, of course, you have Brandon Ayuk on the outside, which is the best route runner of all of them. Um, any concern with uh, you talked about the run, but any concern with uh, with that passing game?
1: I mean, you got a matchup, right? Um, my concern with those guys, obviously, if you get McCaffrey or Debo against a linebacker, they're going to win that matchup probably ninety five percent of the time, right? Ayuk, obviously, he's a good route runner. He's actually starting to prove himself, you know, of his lofty draft status and whatnot. Um, I don't know that them on the field at the same time is scary. I think what I've seen with both of them, and especially against the Rams is there'll be some sort of pitch play where either McCaffrey or Debo has thrown for a touchdown.
0: Yeah, that's I, true. I think it's <laughs>
1: happened with both of them. If I remember correctly, I think yeah. McCaffrey did it on the first game. He came against us. Yep um that concerns me a little bit you know just having such a young secondary unit um, having that integrity to stay with your guy when you see a run play um that concerns me a bit but you know the Rams are running a different defense than they were running last year last year they were running a lot of soft zones or even the year of the Super Bowl they're running a lot of soft zones they're keeping it in front of them and what I saw last week was hey, we got some young athletic guys. Let's go up there and press. Let's go up there and send some blitzes. Like, they were completely different scheme than we've seen in past Hmm. years. Okay. So, it just shows that they're not afraid to change things up. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the 49ers react to that because I'm sure they're used to seeing the same thing over and over again with the Rams. Although, you know, Purdy's never played against them. But, in general, you know, like, I, I can tell you when Jimmy G was back there, I would sit back and go, Oh God, here comes another slant. Here comes another <laughs> slant. You know, <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's about all he can throw. So,
1: yeah, and we were giving uh, him, but we were giving them to him too. at the yeah. same time. So yeah, I, I don't see <laughs> us doing that exactly. And that kind of, so it'll, it'll be a fun matchup just to see how that works. And, you know, anytime you got player makers out there, they're going to make plays, but you yeah. know, just got to limit it.
0: If you were a 49ers fan, what what would you be concerned about? So, like for me coming into this game, what should I be watching for that should that, that should make me nervous and think, okay, we have to stop this.
1: I don't know if I'm nervous about it, but, you know, in past the Rams have been a very stretch run type of team. Um, what I saw in week 1 um, was a lot of the same plays you guys run a lot of traps inside a lot of trying to play bully ball you know with our run game so i don't know i might be a little bit concerned that everything i've studied on tape isn't going to be necessarily out there you know the same exact Mm -hmm. um i would be concerned if i gave matthew stafford time because as you see with time he can tear down a defense that's that's what i'd be concerned about
0: right yeah. yeah, that's definitely that definitely would be my concern when the Rams have the ball is is Matthew Stafford. The 49ers usually do pretty well against the run. Right. Um, but that's but why
1: really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that would definitely be my my top concern. Um, my my second concern, obviously, is Aaron Donald. Um, <laughs> I mean, trying to block that guy is just no easy feat and the the right side of the 49ers offensive line is, is young and unproven. Okay. And last week they didn't fare so well against uh, TJ watt, right. uh, which nobody does. That guy is right. incredible, but uh, Aaron Donald is equally as incredible. So that's a, uh, that's a concern for sure. What are you more concerned? You talked about being concerned about the running game, but are you more, well, let me, let me ask it different. So you're, you're more concerned with the run, 49ers running game than than necessarily the passing game. But which do you think will give the Rams more trouble, the the running game or the passing game?
1: Uh, I think, you know, if I was the Niners, I would run the ball until we proved that we couldn't stop it. Like, I don't know, was, what, two years ago, where you guys, like, ran the ball, like, 15 straight times down our throat. Yeah. scored a touchdown, like, a 12-minute drive or something. Mm-hmm. That that would concern me. That's where, if I was the Niners, that's what I would go after to see if we could prove that we could stop the run. The pass, I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I watch Brock Purdy, and I'm not. It's not that I'm not sold on him. I just don't see him getting a lot of pressure. So, you
0: know, he did on Sunday. He right. he was pressured a lot. He was sacked uh, three times by T.J. Yeah. Watt. Um, so, so the, uh, the Steelers put some pressure on him. He's pretty evasive. I mean, he, he can, uh, he can, he's, he's got, he, he's really good at, it's taking little steps and right. creating, you know, finding these avenues. And, and so, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I probably would agree that if the Rams have trouble with the 49ers offense, it, it likely will be, the um, that uh, that running game. So we talked about how this is the first time that, uh, that the Rams have faced Brock Purdy. Yep. What do you think that they're going to try to do to rattle him? Is it going to be pressure, or are they going to try and disguise some things? Because uh, he is still a young player that, that hasn't had too terribly many starts. How do you think they're going to approach him?
1: Well, I mean, here's the thing when you're going against a TJ Watt or any great pass rusher, they're usually coming from the outside, right? I think quarterbacks in general, and Tom Brady is another guy. You bring pressure up the middle, Mm -hmm. it just affects you differently. And that's where the Aaron Donald effect comes in. Because when that guy is coming right up the middle, I don't know if you saw the clip of when he was coming up the middle uh, on like a stunt against the Seahawks last week and he came free running at Geno Smith, you hear Geno Smith as he's throwing the ball away saying, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's just different when you see a guy like that coming at you straight yeah. forward. It's like, right. where do you step? Right. Whereas like, <laughs> if it's come from the side, you can step up or you can roll back around or whatever it may be when it's kind of right at you, man. Sometimes it's like, you don't have a choice. Right. Yeah. So I think that's how you rattle him. I think, you you just get up in his face where he has nowhere to step up.
0: Yeah, and he where's he going to line up most? Is is it going to be over the right guard? Is that where he is going to be most of the time?
1: I mean, I would assume, but man, I know he
0: moves around. So I was going
1: to say he moves around a lot. So okay, you know he he'll be right over the guard, but a lot of times he'll move. You know, if he sees a matchup that he's going to win, they'll move him. So yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see that uh, chess game right there of how they do that.
0: And yeah, if I I'm the Niners, if... I'm
1: running right at him.
0: Oh, so you'd run, you'd run at him instead of away from him. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Well, cause he gets such a quick step up field that you yeah. could almost let him go past.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I know that he moves around. If, if I was, Aaron Donald, I think I would line up over the right guard and just <laughs> just camp out there. Yeah. Because I think that's going to be his easiest um, uh, matchup uh, along that 49ers offensive line. Right. Right. Yeah. He, he could go out to the right tackle, but then he's not uh, inside where he's right, as close right. to the ball. Yeah. So the 49ers defense probably is the best in the league. I mean, that remains to be seen as far as the season, but they were the best in the league last year on Sunday. They showed that, that they hadn't slacked off any, how do you attack this defense? Because now they have Javon Hargrave in the, in the middle next to Eric Armstead. And that's something that they didn't have the last couple of years that uh, when they lost, uh, when they traded away DeForest Buckner, they lost that, that compliment to Armstead and Bosa, that person in the middle of those two that created a lot of pressure in the middle, like Aaron Donald does. But now with Hargrave, uh, he and Armstead collapsed the pocket for most of the game on Sunday. How do you attack this defense?
1: Um, well, I mean, the, the Niners are an aggressive defense, so, you know, you have to, for one, you need to get positive plays on first down. So I don't care if it's three yards, four yards, you have to put yourself into a positive game script because if you're just dropping back and you get a sack or incompletion, you're just setting the Niners up for what they want to do. So you need to make sure you are creative and maybe use some of that aggression against them. I mean, whether it be a quick screen pass or whatever it may be, you know, if, if they're all lined up and coming hard to the left, if you, you know, like the touchdown mm-hmm. that uh Cam Akers scored, you know, a little flip out to the right, you know, like just yeah. things to keep them off balance, rollouts, you know, you name it.
0: Most of the teams that have more success against that defense tend to get the ball out quickly, right? Is that part of the Rams game plan uh, on a normal offensive uh, day, or do, do they take longer uh, deeper drops and have longer developing plays?
1: I think it depends on who they're playing. Um, I think against the Seahawks, the longer developing plays for sure. I think against the Niners, they know they need to get that ball out. Like you've seen it in the past. Um, so yeah, I, I think that the deeper drops really could get them in trouble. So I, I would expect some quick dink and dunks, especially to start the game. Tyler mm-hmm. Higby being involved, Fuka Nakua getting involved, you know, just getting the ball out, maybe getting those running backs involved. Kyron Williams is looking nice. I think he's a pretty good pass-catching back that not a lot of people have seen in the NFL yet, unless yeah. you watched him over in Notre Dame. What,
0: it, what do the Rams need to do to win this game? If you were to to lay out their, maybe their three or four key things that they have to do to win this game, what, what would those be?
1: Score early. Um, <laughs> definitely need to get, you know, some sort of a positive momentum, get, get a score on the board. Don't get down early. Um, but, you know, keep, keep everything in front of them. Like, the defense just needs to not give up big plays. They need to, you know, if the Niners are going to play ball-controlled offense, they're going to have to, you know, make them earn every yard. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you make them earn every yard, mistakes happen, Aaron Donald gets free, you never know. Like, things happen the longer a drive goes, right? Yeah. So they're going to they're gonna have to muck up the game a little bit. They're going to have to make the drives long. And they're going to have to have to find a way to get a little ball-control offense themselves. So... Or that be a quick five-yard out, quick little you know, tight end screen, whatever it may be, just to keep that moving and just to keep the defense guessing. But I tell you what, I mean, if this game's like 13-13 going to the fourth, I wouldn't bet against us.
0: How long have you been a Rams fan?
1: I have been a Rams fan since the first quarterback I remember was Jim Everett.
0: Okay, so, so quite a while me then. Me
1: personally, I mean, I would tell you I was probably a Rams fan before that, but as a kid growing up, that's the first one I remember like vividly. Yeah. Okay. So, so early like early eighties. Like yeah. So back then. Six, somewhere there.
0: Right. So that that was the question. The the direction I was going with that is I was wondering if you were a St. Louis Rams fan or so when they left L. A. and went to St. Louis. You stuck with them throughout that time, and then they came back. How happy were you when they returned to LA?
1: So I grew up on the central coast of California, so I grew up around more Niner fans than I did Rams fans, to be honest with you. So um, it wasn't like the games were in my backyard. It wasn't like they were playing the games on TV all the time. So Mm -hmm. them going to St. Louis wasn't other than the fact that it hurt me that they weren't around it wasn't harder to watch the games by any means um I always kind of held out hope that they would move back I always kind of just had this idea in my head and I started like really putting pieces together a few years before it happened I was I, I saw the lease the way it was set up and where they had to be a top tier stadium you know at 20 years I think at ten years the somebody just signed off on it, but at twenty years, I kind of or twenty-five, whatever it was, kind of saw the writing on the wall, and then I saw you know the ownership change, where Georgia dies, gives it to the kids, they can't afford it, and then here comes Stan, and it's just like, Stan just made a bid for the Dodgers as well. It's like he, he's not <laughs> against going to LA.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I was I was really stoked. I think I cried a tear of joy. <laughs> I, I was just staring at Twitter all morning waiting for the boats to come down.
0: <laughs> if you had to take one of your Super Bowl teams, uh, are you taking the 2021 team or are you taking the greatest show on turf
1: as far as being better?
0: Yeah, or your favorite.
1: I, I mean, they're both they're both in my heart forever. They're both but that great show on Turf Team, I mean, they came out of nowhere. No one expected yeah. them to do a damn thing that season. Mm-hmm. And you know, Kurt Warner bagging groceries. You know, we went out and signed uh, Trent. You know, to go be the guy, and he hurts his knee in the third preseason game. And Isaac Bruce was just a beast. Tory Holt's rookie year. You know, there was that was just such a fun team. Yeah. You know, and, and no one talks about that. They were a top five defense on top of it with London Fletcher holding it down in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, if I, if I really had to pick a team, I think that would be the one there's just too many fun storylines, just too fun of a season, too unexpected. Like no one, I'm not saying people expected the Rams to win it two years ago, but they did not expect them to win it either.
0: Yeah. Which quarterback are you taking? Matthew Stafford or Kurt Warner
1: uh, all time. Just as a Rams fan. I think I, you know, I don't get me wrong. I love Matthew. Uh I've always been a big fan of him since the time he was in Detroit coming out of Georgia. Uh, when I saw there was an opportunity, we could uh, trade for him and the trade went down. I ran laps around my living room uh, <laughs> But I think I would still take Kurt Warner. I mean, what he did was special. It was just yeah. absolutely special. Now, I think that Matthew might be a more talented quarterback. I just don't think he ever got the opportunities that Kurt got. Sure.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah. you can't go wrong with either of them. Here's right. the tough one. Marshall Falk or Eric Dickerson?
1: Oh, can I say Steven Jackson? Really? You would pick Steven Jackson over both? Steven Jackson, man, eight straight thousand yard seasons on absolutely abysmal teams that couldn't pass the ball, and you knew he was the only guy that was on the offense. And he still went out there and just put up number after number after number on really bad teams.
0: Wow. That surprises me. The other two are Hall of Famers.
1: Um, you so know, Jackson Marshall. Should be. Jackson should be.
0: Yeah, and maybe someday he will be. Uh, That one surprised me. You told me that uh, you're going to the game on Sunday, so let me ask you this controversial question. Okay. Will there be more 49ers fans there or more Rams fans there?
1: Well, I think think a lot of it has to do with price point, to be honest with you. Um, And I, I don't say this... I'm not trying to poke at your fan base, but your fan base, when you're good, you guys show up. And when you're bad, you go hide Homer Simpson. (laughs) Right. Right now you guys have been good for a few years and it's like, you guys show up everywhere and it seems like the price point isn't an issue. Right. Yeah. Whereas a lot of Rams fans, you know, when we were in the Coliseum, it was an affordable ticket. You know, there was no season license. There wasn't, a bunch of investors buying the tickets and, you know, trying to make huge profits on it. So this being the opener and the Niners still being pretty good, I think it's going to be close to 50-50, to be honest with you.
0: Okay.
1: That's, yeah. That's, when the, that's my guess.
0: When the 49ers are good, they pack out the stadium, they they travel extremely well. Right. When they're bad, they they lease out planes and fly over the stadium with banners that say fire ched york which right, right, i, I right. can't really fire the uh, the owner but <laughs> um here's another question can you do something about that who's house guy that dude drives me crazy and when i watch tv watch it on, when i watch it on tv it comes through like who's House." it's so annoying Oh, can you can you do and the Rams fans like that guy, or is he annoying to, to even your own fans?
1: Sam Lagana is a really, really nice guy. Let me preface this. He's really okay. tall, too. If you if you see him, you see him, trust me. Like um I don't like the chant personally. I think it's kind of lame. I think it sounds very <laughs> cheesy. Um, but there is a lot of fans that just get into it and do it so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna down it it's not for me personally i, I wish we could get a little bit more creative i wish our marketing department could get a little bit more creative <laughs> in general but um yeah if you guys can uh, come up with a better chant for us and you know maybe just leave <laughs> it in the suggestion box that would be great yeah. because it's not my favorite either
0: yeah well, you got a r- incredibly nice stadium, so I, I know that everybody that goes there is blown away by it. So yeah, uh, you you do have that. Last uh, last question: yep. How do you see this game unfolding?
1: Um, I see a couple real quick scores. I don't know who's going to get them. I just know that. Something's going to happen real fast in this game. I think one of the two teams is going to get off to a really hot start. Um, and then I think it's going to become a dogfight. And I, I could tell you by the end of the third quarter, I think it will be within eight to nine points. Okay. And then at that point, you know, who's healthy, who's not? I, I don't know what the offensive line is going to look like. I don't know what the defense is going to look like. But I, I I could still see this game being a one score game when it comes down to the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the Forty ers are eight, eight and a half points, seven and a half points, something like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah I would expect it to be um, a, you know, a one score game either way. Uh, right. So, hey Brian, thanks so much for joining me. Tell everybody where where we can find you and find what you're doing. <laughs>
1: Um, you can find me in my house. Whose house? Oh, my <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, that's bad. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Uh, Brian 1-8. Oh, sorry. Brian 81277 at, at Twitter is my handle. I'm also doing a show called Rams Uncensored with my co-host Tommy Avance. Uh, I think we're going to start doing it on the PSN network probably in the next week or so. We're okay. just kind of waiting for the Android app to go live so that we could jump on there. Um, but yeah, we're all over the timeline on Twitter nonstop.
0: Are you talking about the PSF
1: app? Oh, PSF. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so uh, you're one of the the Rams media casters on there and yep. I'm one of the 49ers media casters as well. Right. So, uh, so go check out uh, Brian at, uh, uh, on Twitter, find him on YouTube And on the PSF app, if you haven't downloaded that, go ahead and do that. It's now available on iPhone, Apple, uh, Android, all of those. So go check that out. And thanks so much for joining us and for uh, watching. It's going to be a great game, so let's have fun with it on Sunday.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.